we have we have a lot to get through this morning. Um, so we're going to jump right into things. Um, I've entitled this morning's message, Are You Sick and Tired? Because I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of Satan trying to sneak in, weasel himself into these situations and just wreak havoc. I'm sick and tired of Satan trying to come in and divide believers and create disunity. I'm sick and tired of Satan trying to come in and siphon off a believer and cause them to fall. I'm sick and tired of Satan trying to come in and mess with my thinking. I'm sick and tired of Satan bombarding me with lies. And I'm sick and tired of making it easy for him. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. For you are a great God. You are an awesome God. You created everything. And because you created it, only you can determine its purpose. Father, we come to you in humility for you sit on the throne in heaven and we are on this earth. We are in no place to dictate how you do things, what you do, and the manner in which you do them. It is arrogant for us to think otherwise. So Father, forgive us for for trying to take you off your throne, for trying to make me the God of my life. So Father, let this be pleasing to your sight. Infuse yourself in this room, Lord. Break the hearts of stone. Give us a heart of flesh to give you the glory today. In Jesus' name, amen. There, there's a really interesting passage in, in Daniel 10. And Daniel has, has, has prayed to God. And Gabriel, the, the, where we believe it's the angel Gabriel, comes to David. And he says, we've heard your prayer from the very first day that you prayed it. We heard your prayer. But that was three weeks ago. And Gabriel's just showing up. Because he said that he was held by the prince of the kingdom of Persia. The, the prince being the evil forces that rule over the kingdom of Persia. So Gabriel was held there. He wanted to go to Daniel to, to respond to his prayer, but he was held in the kingdom of Persia by the demonic forces until Michael, the archangel, came to bring him aid, to give him support so that he could come and minister to Daniel. My point with this is there is a real spiritual warfare going on. Okay? There is a spiritual battle going on that we don't see in our, in our, physically we don't see, or maybe at times we might be able to get glimpses of it. But there, there is this battle going on between heaven and the demonic forces. 
And we need to be aware of that, that that is going on in so much that we are caught in the middle of it. We're caught in the middle of it because God has a plan for us. He has a plan that includes us. Okay. And, and it, it's really humbling because it doesn't just include us. And Satan wants to destroy that plan. He wants to destroy us because we are a key component in the plan. Now, don't get me wrong. God doesn't need us. And that's a hard truth to swallow. He doesn't need us, but I'll tell you, he wants us because he loves us and he created us. But it doesn't depend on us. But we are a key player in this. And Satan wants to destroy that. In First Peter, it says, Be sober-minded or be self-controlled. Be watchful. Be alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He wants to destroy you. As a believer, he wants to destroy you. He wants to, he, he really wants to just take you out of the game. He, he wants you to be um, irrelevant. And Satan is opposing God. Satan's looking to destroy and bring death. God is looking to restore and bring life. So what is God's plan for us? comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, if, any was in, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He gave us the, recon, the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling to the world, the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting us the message of reconciliation. So that's twice. He's giving us the ministry of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us three times. He's telling us his plan is through us. God could have just spoken it from his throne. He could have used angels. He could have done it so many other ways, but he doesn't. He's chosen us for his plan. So Paul says, we implore you on behalf of Christ, for Christ's sake, be reconciled to God. Because you know, it's so hard to bring reconciliation to somebody else when we haven't been Reconcile to God. For our sake, he made him, Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That is an amazing, an amazing charge that he has given us. That his plan is through us. You're not irrelevant because he has made you relevant. So how do I participate in this plan? How do I best position myself to be used by God? 
And how do I prepare for this spiritual battle that's happening right now? So Frank's been preaching through the book of Proverbs for wisdom. And we definitely, certainly, absolutely have to have wisdom. So wisdom number one comes from Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make your paths straight. We need to trust him with all of our hearts. And I thought, we could also kind of word that a little bit differently. It's kind of interesting. And that, okay, I'm going to trust him in everything that's happening. But I'm also going to trust him with my very heart. That he is going to take my heart, all of my heart. And I'm going to give it all to him. I'm going to give it all, not part of it. I'm not going to try to fit him into my world, into my life. Because one, one of the things that we do to, to really make it easy for Satan is, one, we choose sin over God. Whenever we sin, we're choosing sin over God. That's the, the reality of it. Okay, I want to stop choosing sin. I want to hate sin as much as God hates sin. But I notice with myself at least, I'm really busy. Frank's talked about being busy and everybody's busy. But I choose to be busy a lot of times. And when I choose to be busy, then God kind of feels like a burden, like it's another thing, it's an extra thing I have to do. So priorities. In all your ways, acknowledge him. That acknowledge is not just kind of a, like a tipping of our hat that, yep, you're God, I'm not, I got it. But that acknowledge, that, that Greek word is actually yada, which means knows. That in all your ways, know God. That in everything that happens, in whatever is going on, Lord, where are you in this situation? What do you want to accomplish out of this? What are you trying to show me? I've shared my three questions before. Lord, what's the truth in what's going on? What are you trying to show me about me that still needs to die? And how does all of this make me more like Christ? And he will make your path straight. Doesn't mean that he's going to make your life comfortable. But he's going to make it such that that comfort is no longer your goal, is no longer what you strive for. But you want God more than the comforts of your own life. But there's an interesting kind of widespread academic or lie. There's a lie that's kind of infiltrated our society. And I've got four quotes to demonstrate it. The first two, your time is limited. Oh, and, and one thing that I want to say, it's interesting in how, how Satan will kind of, he'll use truth and then he'll twist it. 
It's, it's really interesting how he does that. He's clever. So your time is limited. Good. That's true. So don't waste it on living on someone else's life. Don't be trapped in dogma, which is, uh, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of other people's opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. From my own experience, the second quote, from my own experience, I want to say that you should follow your heart and the mind will follow you. Believe in yourself and you will create miracles. Isn't that amazing? Anybody know what the lie is yet? Okay. The next two quotes. Faith is not always in your hands or faith that it's not always in your hands, or things that don't always go the way you planned. Okay, that sounds pretty good. But you have to have faith that there is a plan for you. Nice. And you must follow your heart and believe in yourself no matter what. Ugh. (laughs) It had me. Okay, you see how it sets you up. And then it slides it in. I'm here to spread a message of hope. Good, we all want hope. Follow your heart. Ugh. Don't follow what you've been told you're supposed to do. Okay, do you see how it's just twisted in there? So what is the lie? Follow your heart. What is the Bible? Okay, and it sounds good. It sounds good. And we, oh, we want to follow our hearts because... We're, 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 we're born good. We're born with a clean slate. Okay? Babies are very self-sacrificial. They're, 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 they're so considerate of their parents. Okay? So what does scripture say about our hearts? It comes from Jeremiah 17, 9. The heartful is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? That's the truth of it. That's the truth of it. I don't trust my heart. I don't trust my heart. I'm, I'm suspect. I'm suspicious of what my heart wants. So we need wisdom. We need his understanding. Okay, there's, I'm wrestling with God with something, and I really enjoy wrestling with God because it's not so much about what we're wrestling, but it's what he's trying to work in me. I really enjoy it. So what I'm wrestling with him is, uh, way back, I wanted to go into ministry. When I was getting ready for college, I wanted to go to college. I wanted to go into biblical studies, study the Bible, be a teacher, be in ministry, okay? Nice, lofty goal. That's what I wanted. Every door closed. Every door closed. I went to college. 
I ended up getting my degree in math. Ugh. Okay. To teach geometry. Uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Geometry, you either love it or you hate it. Okay. So, but that, that idea of being in full-time ministry has, has never really gone away. And, and, I'm, and I'm wrestling with that. And, and it's, Lord, I, do you want me to go into full-time ministry? Do you want me to leave my job and go into full-time ministry? And then, of course, when I'm trying to wrestle this out with God, you've got Satan trying to get in there. Okay? And, and, he, and he's just twisting up my thoughts. And, okay, so if I, if I quit my job, I can go into full-time ministry. But is now the time? Okay, it's not so much the what, but, but when. What's, what's the right time? And, and am I not doing it right now because there's a hesitation in me? Is there, is there a hesitation in me? In, in, or, or is it that I'm just waiting on God? Be still. And know that I am God. So what is it? Do I not want to leave my job because it's incredibly secure? And I can take care of my family financially? So is my security in my job? Or am I being irrational? Or, or not irrational, but being rash or in kind of kind of like being that hunter that gets all excited and he runs out to the wood and woods to... to to shoot his prey, and but what happens when he gets all excited and he runs out into the woods? He just ran out into the woods. Ethan, what happens? Are the animals going to come when you run out into the woods? Probably not. They're going to run away. So, so is, 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 my, is my desire to go into ministry kind of getting ahead of God? Okay, I can't trust what my heart wants. Okay, I, I don't know... And, and that's the wrestle is, is this coming from God or is this coming from a desi- my desire of a heart? And my desire could be very lofty, but is it really what God wants? Maybe my ministry is in my work and, and that the state's paying me to be a missionary. They don't know it, but they'll find out, okay? So, so what, what, what is it? What is it? Things are moving along. So how do, how do, I, how do I deal with this? How, how do you work through these wrestlings? Okay, Which brings us to wisdom number two. Okay. We need to put on the armor of God. We have this spiritual battle going on and we need to put on the armor of God. This comes from Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Okay, it's in the Lord's strength, not in mine. It's in his understanding, not my own. We need to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, reminding us who the battle is really against. For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. 
Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Okay? So here's our armor. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And in addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, this is a whole series of messages. Okay, each one of these. Why is it the helmet of salvation? Why is it the shield of faith? Why isn't it not the shoes of faith? Why is it not the breastplate of truth? I don't know. So that's really interesting, but that's for another day. But also notice that it starts with truth and it ends with truth. Okay? But this is where we kind of think, okay, this is the armor of God, but there's one more key component. It's not done yet. The passage isn't done. It goes on to say, next slide, skip. Praying at all times in the spirit. Okay, we don't just put on the armor and take off for battle. That's kind of getting ahead of God. We need to pray at all times in the spirit. With all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert. Because remember, we have an adversary, the devil, prowling around to eat us. Keep alert with all perseverance. Don't give up. He wants you to give up. Don't give up. Making supplication for all the saints. So it's not just about you. You're not in this alone. You're not battling alone. Which also means you need to be praying for one another. People are praying for you. You need to be praying for one another. Making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, the Apostle Paul. That words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I thought to speak. Now, I really, okay, when I think of the Apostle Paul and I want to characterize him, being timid is not one of them that comes to mind. But he's asking, he's praying for boldness. You're not the only one that gets nervous about sharing. But we're to be ambassadors in chains. That'll come up again. So we need to pray on the armor in and with truth. And we need to be praying for one another. And I'll tell you, especially leadership, it's hard. We get attacked. The best way to take out a team, you take out the head. So pray for your leadership. Wisdom number three. Be in discipleship under somebody. Be in discipleship under somebody. Now, 
not just with, because I think we think, oh, I'm just going to get together with a believer, and that's discipleship, which, yeah, it may have components of that. But we need to be seeking out counsel. We need to be seeking out wisdom from the word of God, the truth, but also because Satan messes with our thoughts. Okay? We need that person to be a little bit more objective than we are to give us that sound guidance. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, there's a passage that has been kind of used for weddings, um, which is interesting because kind of as I read around it, it really is not pertaining to just two people being married. Skip. But it says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity on anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can you keep, how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily or is not quickly broken. This kind of also reminds me, this last part reminds me of when Jesus said, when two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there. Okay? We need one another. Satan wants to siphon you off alone because then you're easier pickings. He wants you with when you're battling, when you're going through, when you're dealing with those lies and those thoughts. We need to press into one another. There was a... um, uh, We'll go there a different way. Um... Oh, that was, there you go, there it is. Two or three are gathered. (laughs) A lot of information, I've thrown a lot of information at you. But the bottom line, there's a battle going on. There's a battle going on for your very soul. Okay? If you're a believer, Satan's still trying to take you away from him away from God. He's not intimidated by the fact that you're a believer. He will still come after you. But remember truth. God says, if you're in my hand, nobody's going to snatch you. Okay? We need to put on the armor of God, which is not a ceremonial. I'm going to read through this in the morning and just move on on my way. We need to pray. We need to pray for ourselves for that armor. We need to be praying for one another. We need to be in discipleship. We need one another. And that's how we can be in a position. Okay, We can't affect the circumstances or we can't We can't necessarily change our circumstances. But we can position ourselves in a right place with God. So that's the challenge. And the challenge is, are you ready for a battle? Are you ready for battle? Do you get up and every day you're readying yourself for battle? When soldiers give up, I've never had the privilege of serving in our military. But when soldiers get up, they ready themselves for battle. I don't imagine they have too many TVs 
in the barracks. Maybe they do. I don't know. I've never been there. But they stay focused. They don't get distracted with stuff. Okay? And they do it because they're doing it together. They encourage one another. When somebody's down, they pick him up and they encourage him. When somebody's straying off, they bring him back and correct them. Are you readying yourself for battle? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. Come back to you that you are God. There is none like you. There is none like you. Father, remind us every day who you are, that you've created us, that you've called us your own for those that are in Christ. Put a a fire in us, a, a desire in us to know you more in all of our situations, to acknowledge you, to know you in that deep, intimate way so that we can be ambassadors for you and go out and like the disciples, change the world through the power of your Holy Spirit and through the power of your gospel. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hi, I'm Jeff Eckstein, one of the pastors here at Bethlehem Community Church. Welcome to our Sunday podcast, coming to you from the town of Bethlehem in upstate New York in the USA. Bethlehem Community Church is an independent, non-denominational, Bible-based evangelical church that includes people with backgrounds from many denominations. We believe that it is only through the love of the Father, the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on the cross, and the power of the Holy Spirit that we can come into a personal relationship with God. We are people truly seeking a deeper intimacy with God and with one another. If you'd like to know more about our church, please visit our website at www.bccdelmar.org. There you'll be able to find our Statement of Faith, as well as more about the ministry of Bethlehem Community Church. You'll also be able to submit prayer requests as we are called to pray with and for you. We also would love to hear your story and how you found our podcast and where you're listening from. So please visit our website and send us an email. Again, it's bccdelmar.org. That's bccdelmar.org. Thank you for joining us as we continue our pursuit of knowing God and making Him known.